0: It's good to to worship with you today as we conclude our hymn series or our sermon series on beloved hymns. It's been a lot of fun exploring these together. the The deep meanings uh, behind these hymns, their stories, and more often than not, our personal connections to them that really drive home uh, why these hymns matter to us. Uh, and I've I've learned a lot of that from from you all as we've gone through this. So it's been a lot of fun and. Uh, maybe we ought to do it again sometime. I uh, wanted to, to tell you that next Sunday we'll begin a new sermon series on Rally Day uh, that's simply entitled A Good Life. And what we'll be doing is looking to the wisdom literature of the Hebrew Bible uh, to uh, get some, glean some, some wisdom about what a good life might look like. Uh, and so I'm, I'm excited to, to dive into that with you all and think about that together. Uh, but today we get to conclude the hymn series, and I thought of no better way to do that than to finish with a double header, uh, looking at two beloved hymns Great is thy faithfulness, and how great thou art. Now, at first glance, you might have thought that I had this meticulously planned out, but I have to admit to you, it was kind of an accident. See, when we put this, this uh, series together, the staff and I and our worship uh, leaders uh, put together a list of 50-some hymns that was sent out to you all to, as a survey to rank which ones you'd like to see included, and also included an area for putting another hymn that wasn't on the list. Uh, I have to admit, How Great Thou Art, for some reason, did not find its way on our list in the survey, yet a good half dozen or more of you listed that in the other hymn section. So it, it kind of snuck its way in along with Great is Thy Faithfulness. Uh, and at first glance, these two have very similar themes in uh, as hymns. They both praise God's greatness. But when um, we dig into them a little deeper, we'll see that while there's theme is similar, their style and the way they go about praising God's uh, greatness and power and strength uh, are a little different, and both are needed and both are important for the Christian life, and so that'll be, uh, I hope we can find that out together. Uh, quick uh, fun fact, though, about How Great Thou Art, the hymn that we, we neglected to include on the hymn survey. Interesting enough, there was a big survey done uh, across American churchgoers a number of years ago uh, asking folks to list their favorite hymns. How Great Thou Art was the most favorite hymn. It was was named the favorite hymn of uh, those surveyed. But it was also named the uh, most disliked hymn uh, among people taking the survey. So it was truly uh, love it or leave it. Uh, But uh, I I enjoy the hymn and and find a lot of power in it, so I look forward to doing that together. Uh, We're going to explore a couple passages. Uh, First, we've explored the Exodus 15, where we get two songs from Moses and Miriam. And now we turn to a reading from Lamentations, uh, the the very reading that inspired the hymn, Greatest Thy Faithfulness. So I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the third chapter of Lamentations, beginning with the 21st verse. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. The story of O Lord my God, that we know better as How Great Thou Art, begins in Sweden. Uh, Written originally by an editor named Carl Boberg, who is moved by the wonder and beauty of creation that's expressed in Psalm 8. And so he wrote a text that he entitled, "O oh, Great God in 1885. After a few years, it was put to music and uh, also into very popular German and Russian translations of the text. A British minister uh, from the Methodist tradition named Stuart Hine encountered the Russian version of the song while he was a missionary in the Ukraine. And he translated the first stanza into English and added a couple more of his own uh, and using it often in his preaching campaigns during World War II. But the hymn as we know it truly became popular and beloved uh, among uh, Americans in the decades that followed during the Billy Graham crusade revival events. As I shared, much of this hymn is a reflection of God's wonder and majesty in creation. That's seen in Psalm 8. When I, in awesome wonder, consider all the works thy hands have made. But there's another connection our hymnal companion makes that I think is particularly helpful. Especially when we relate it to our other hymn today. In terms of style, How Great Thou Art lives comfortably in what the writers of this companion call the ecstatic style of praise. Case in point here is the very well-known line uh, from the hymn that leads us into the refrain that says, Then sings my soul. It's an expression of spontaneous joy. Our very souls have to sing out the name of God's greatness. While I love the themes of creation, I think it's this ecstatic, this spontaneous feeling of joy that makes this hymn truly beloved for us. And while the theme of praising God's greatness is the same, it is worth noting how our other focus hymn crafts its praise. Great is Thy Faithfulness was written by uh, Thomas Chisholm around 1923, and he wrote it originally as a reflection on our second Lesson from Lamentations. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There are other scriptural references in the hymn, but at the root of it, as expressed in the refrain, is this text from Lamentations. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. When one experiences these hymns, and this one in particular, it's, it strikes such a stark difference with our first. Yet the primary theme at work is the same the greatness of God. Whereas, how great thou art is Ecstatic, joyful praise, great is thy faithfulness, has a much more measured feel. Instead of then sings my soul, we hear there's no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thou compassions, they fail not. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Can you hear the difference? To be honest, I didn't until I really dug into these this week. Both hymns praise God's greatness, but one praises the wonder and mystery of creation that erupts in ecstatic joy and praise, while the other praises the steadfast faithfulness of God, a God who cannot be moved or changed, yet who provides all of us with what we need to live. The style is informed by what it's saying about the greatness of God the feeling of the song matches its theology. So this dichotomy, this tension of praising God's greatness in both measured and ecstatic styles, it goes way, way back. Our first reading gives us a glimpse of this. God has just delivered Israel from the hand of Pharaoh, spreading the Red Sea, allowing the Israelites to cross through unharmed, keeping the the Egyptians from from getting them. What follows upon this experience of Israel's newfound freedom are two songs. Moses leads the first one. His song is measured, structured, praising God's faithfulness and strength. But after Moses finishes his song, Aaron's sister, Miriam, steps up to the mic grabs the tambourine and all of her friends, and delivers uh, not so much a measured song, but leads the people of God in an ecstatic, joyful song of praise and dancing. This measured versus ecstatic tension is still seen in worship today. And not just between these two hymns, but you see it between different denominations and traditions of the Christian church and how they worship. But you also see it within denominations and even within particular congregations in the worship conversations between traditional organ and choir-led worship versus contemporary praise band-led services. Now, while each may have their own preferences... As disciples, as people striving to grow in relationship with God and one another, we really need both to fully praise and understand God's greatness. We need that spontaneous, ecstatic joy at times, but we also need the more measured, uh, structured feeling of God's power, strength, faithfulness. We need both Moses and Miriam in our worship of God. How great thou art, and great is thy faithfulness. They exist together in this this creative tension. We need to break out in ecstatic praise, singing, Then sings my soul, just as we need to be reminded of God's power and providence in the measured and stoic, All I have needed thy hand hath provided. While we need both the ecstatic and the measured praise of God's greatness, there are certainly times and seasons of life when one of these may feel more appropriate and needed than the other. Now, while I love and appreciate both, it feels that right now, in this uncertain, chaotic time, the immovable, all-providing nature of God and great is thy faithfulness seems particularly needed right now, doesn't it? As I said, this hymn was written as a reflection on a text from Lamentations. As its name implies, Lamentations was written for a very difficult time. It laments the destruction of Jerusalem and the exile that followed. You can imagine these folks had felt like they had the rug pulled out from beneath them. Yet at this moment, the author is still praising God's greatness, God's faithfulness, Praising a God that provides them what they need. But you know, I think it's more than that. The author in the midst of their lament finds comfort in God's mercy, saying, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This comfort, friends, in God's strength, greatness, and faithfulness in a difficult time is surely what inspired Chisholm's hymn, and it speaks volumes to us today as well. As is no surprise or secret, friends, we are living in an uncertain, chaotic, difficult moment. We're still in the middle of a pandemic that has upended our lives for the better part of 18 months. We're facing variants. We're facing divisions in our communities and around the globe. As we near the 20th anniversary of 9-11 next week, our hearts have been troubled by what we are seeing unfold in Afghanistan. All the while, we're still uh, in the midst of hurricanes, floods, wildfires. We could go on and on. It's when we're living through times of chaos and uncertainty we can find comfort just as the writer of Lamentations, just as Chisholm in writing his hymn, in God's power, God's mercy, God's faithfulness. When we're in such a turbulent time, this hymn is a needed reminder of who God is for us, even and especially when life feels bleak. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. So, friends, really, we have two hymns. Both praise God's greatness. One does so in ecstatic joy. One does so in a much more measured, structured feel. The table, friends, gathering at our Lord's table for communion is where we see these both of these styles of joy really come together. Whether we're singing out in ecstatic joy or being reminded of God's faithfulness and mercy. They both happen when we gather here. Because when we gather here, we say that this is a foretaste of the, of the meal that we'll receive in God's kingdom. We're gathered with people from east and west, from north and south, all together at the table where our Lord sits as the host. But it also reminds us of God's providence power and faithfulness as when we gather here, we're reminded that it's our Lord who meets us and feeds us here. Like I said, friends, we have two hymns. Both praise God's greatness, God's power and God's might in different ways, but we need both. May we go forth from this place and in preparation to dining at our lord's table finding ways to sing out and praise from our very souls and may we find ways to seek comfort in god's immovable greatness power and love may it be so